Shalom Aleichem and Biyaf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 Fitamud, Babakama Pei Dalit, Babakama 84A, pagination is 167. We'll start on the facing page one third or one quarter of the way down where the Gemara begins. Our topic is Chavalos, damages done by a person to another person. And the Mishnah outlined the five categories of assessment. And the Gemara asks a very fundamental question. Amai. How do you know that we're supposed to be paying damage in a financial sense, damage payments? Ayin tachas ayin amarachmana. It says an eye for an eye in the Pasuk. Ema ayin mamish. And maybe it means a real eye, meaning that if this person destroyed someone's eye, then his eye should be knocked out exactly as the Pasuk describes it. Ayin tachas ayin. Now, we'll continue with the Gemara in a moment. But we need to appreciate that this is a classic example of Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat Peh, the written law and the oral law. And as observant Jews, we maintain that the really f- firm law is going to be the one that we have as an oral tradition, the way it was practiced. And that a person going to the written law and making up a set of rules that was never observed by anyone, not from the time of Moshe when he taught us the law, and not for any time since, just because it's written like that in the Torah. So that's the category of tzedukim, karaim, etc., people who did not accept the oral tradition and stuck to their own interpretation of the written text. So, we know that whenever damages were done, it was paid financially, even though the Pasuk says, Ayin tachas ayin, an eye for an eye. Our Gemara wants to know, though, in the system of understanding written law, what system informs us that these words should not be taken literally. Now, the commentaries point out that perhaps the reason it was written in such a literal way was to let us know that it's serious. You're being allowed a type of redemption that you only pay damages, but it's very serious. What happened here, whether it was purposeful or accidental, but it's a serious issue expressed as an eye for an eye. But the Gemara asks, Ema ayin mamish, how do you know it's not a real eye? And the real answer, I guess, is they knew that from Moshe. They knew that this Pasuk was not meant to be understood and applied literally. But how do you see that in the system of the written law where different things shed light on different things? And the Gemara answers, You would never entertain from the system we know as written law, 
with our understanding of how to read it, you would never come to that conclusion, Tanya, as we learned. You would think that if he blinded someone's eye, you blind his eye. He cut off someone's hand, you cut off his hand. He broke someone's foot, you break his foot. There's a comparison between striking your fellow and striking an animal. Both of these are understood to be financial payments. And that's one answer. In addition, the Pasuk says, when a person is guilty of the death penalty for killing, we do not allow him to redeem himself. Now, that is the one case where a person killed and he gets killed because the violation is so serious that it's a capital offense. And it's not really a tit-for-tat it's a level of violation. But what we learn from that is, there's no redemption on the person who killed. But there is redemption payment regarding limbs which were damaged, and that is this type of payment, this five-category type of payment. Let's go to today's daf towards the bottom of the page, counting up from the bottom. It looks like 11 lines. There's a two dots. And then in the middle of the line, a story, Hahu Khamra, there was a donkey. So we started the Perak discussing damage done by a person to a person. This particular story is going to be that a donkey, Dakota Yoda Dianuka, cut off the hand of a child. Also, the Kamei Rav Papa Bashmuel, they came in front of Rav Papa Bashmuel, and after a bit of discussion, the answer was Zilu Shamu Le go evaluate the damage that was done so that payment, restitution, can be made. The Gemara in the beginning of the next line tells us, They said, evaluate him like a slave in the marketplace and the amount that he went down is the category called Nezek damage. Amaluhu Avuha Dianuka, the father of the child, said, Loboina, I don't agree that he should be evaluated like a slave. Milsa, it's degrading. And I don't agree, even though that's the way that this payment can be assessed and you'll be able to be granted the money. But he doesn't agree. Amrule, they told him, Vakamachivis Leilianuka. You're causing a loss to the child. And this is an important concept. Once we consider it, it makes so much sense. But the payment is not being made to the father, even though he's the guardian and he's in charge and he's the one negotiating for the child. It's not 
his payment, therefore, to say it's degrading and I don't want to get it. It's the child's. And by claiming it's degrading, you're causing the child a loss and you don't have that liberty to do that. Amaluhu and the father said, When the child gets older, I will appease him from my own money, but I don't want him to undergo this assessment process. Now, it is interesting that the Gemara couldn't navigate a different solution. Perhaps this person simply was standing his ground and he didn't want this to continue. But one would imagine somehow we could assess some sort of damage payment for the child through some creativity, come up with the payment. But that's how the Gemara concludes. The father stood his ground and he said, I will appease the child from my own assets. I don't want this court case to continue. Now, Rashi points out that there's a Gemara coming up on Pezayin, which says that indeed, if payments are made to a child, Yasalohem Segula, we're supposed to take that money and invest it in a stable investment so that it will be available to the child when he gets older. The Gemara gives examples of real estate as one example, a dikla, a palm tree that's bearing fruit, dates. When it's brought in halacha, it's simply brought as karka, real estate, but some sort of stable investment, presumably according to the times and according to the amount of money that's available being allocated for this, it should be invested in a stable way. Now, one observation which is important is that if, God forbid, someone was in a car accident, for example, and payments were made because of damage done to a child, the child had whiplash. Payments were made. So the parents who are supporting the child might think of pocketing that money without even realizing it's not their money. Now, if they go ahead and are paying the doctor bills, so they're taking this money that was allocated as damages and they're using it for the child. But if there would be money allocated here that's in excess of what they're spending on the child, we need to really consider what to do with that money because that's the child's money. Unless somehow we express the idea that it's a metzia, it's just like won the lottery type of money, but if it's damages money, then it's the child's and it's supposed to be invested for the child and therefore... If such a case would occur, a Shaila should be asked. Yeshikalach, thank you for joining.